Hello and welcome to the Amnesty International podcast, which this month looks at the Darfur crisis and how it's now spreading to neighbouring Chad. Just outside the town of Jawara in eastern Chad, there is a spot where the trees and scrub shelter you from the afternoon sun. When Amnesty International delegates arrived at the site, it was quiet, with just the usual sounds of a hot afternoon. But it was here that on the 12th and 13th of April this year, more than 100 people were killed. He fell there. After two weeks, his body had completely decomposed. Here there are five more. Mustafa Saeed was pointing out the makeshift graves of those killed when the Janjaweed militia, sponsored by the Sudanese government, attacked the town a few months earlier. Here, 14 more are buried. Here, next to it, there are three more. They fed on this spot. What happened in the village after the Janjaweed attack? After the attack of the Janjaweed, those who died are here. The others abandoned their village. They went to find safety at Tiro, Dogdore, and even Godsbeda. After that, the Janjaweed came back to loot their village and their belongings from their houses. What happened in the town of Jawara is only one example of how the conflict in Sudan's Darfur region is spreading across the border into eastern Chad. As a result, tens of thousands of Chadians have fled their homes, some even crossing the border into Darfur, despite the continuing conflict there. The displaced have very little humanitarian assistance and know that there's little they can do to stop the heavily armed Janjaweed from attacking whenever they want. Sometimes the attacks stop only when there's nothing left to take. Ananai Mohammed says she has lost everything. The Janjaweed killed her family and she had to have a leg amputated after she was attacked. They killed my two sons, my husband and my brother. They took everything I had and then they shot me. They took everything I have. And there are a growing number of stories like Ananai's. Ibrahim Mohammed is the chief of Jimenez village, although he and hundreds of others left their homes weeks ago. If a man goes out to farm, they get shot. And when a woman goes out, they get mugged and raped. About four or five women have been raped recently. We can't do anything to stop it in case they kill us. Theo Murphy is Amnesty International's researcher on Sudan. The largest and richest African groups there have been targeted and slowly displaced from their land and due to insecurity and continuing attacks pushed further and further inland until many of them have come here to Gozbeda which is sort of the administrative capital of the region and therefore provides the best security. Aza Ahmed Ibrahim lives with her daughter in a site for displaced people in Gosbeda. Her husband disappeared in 2005 
when he left their village to search for cattle the Janjaweed had stolen from the family. They've killed all our men and left us helpless. The men used to feed us, but now there's no one to help us at all. They used knives to cut the men's throats and guns to shoot down defenseless people. Now we can't even find food to eat in our own country. Amnesty International believes the government of Sudan isn't doing enough to stop the Janjaweed militia in its attacks, and the government of Chad isn't doing enough to protect its people. The organisation is asking for the Janjaweed to be disarmed and demobilised, and for UN peacekeepers to be deployed in Darfur to protect civilians in the area and to stop cross-border attacks into Chad. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to know more about Amnesty International, please go to our website at www dot amnesty dot org